0: Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling. And how has it even been a week since we last spoke, eh? Where has the time gone? I should be talking to you from Big Lake right now as that's where I was due to spend a few days with my dad on his visit, but meh, to that one. Big Lake is what it says on the tin really, a big lake. <laughs> It's nearly 600 acres in total, about 230 miles northeast of Phoenix. I was recommended to go there by Phil, the mechanic who looked over our camper before we bought it. I mentioned that my dad liked fishing and was due to visit and he said, you got to get yourself to Big Lake. So that's what I planned. It's much cooler than Phoenix at this time of year, so it gets booked up really, really quickly, despite being a very basic campground. No electricity, no mod cons, but loads of amazing nature. The campground had already sent me lots of information about the hiking and fishing and swimming and biking all around the area, along with some important rules and regulations, my favourite being the detailed list about storing food in wildlife-resistant containers especially important between sunset and sunrise, including making sure your grill was cleared of all food residue before you go to bed. Basically, don't leave a bit of sausage stuck to your barbecue or you will be visited by a bear. The purpose of this order, continued the document, is to minimise adverse interactions between bears and humans. I love that turn of phrase. Minimise adverse reactions between bears and humans. It's hard to think of an interaction between a hungry bear and a human that isn't going to be adverse to at least one of those parties, isn't it, really? (laughs) I didn't get this advice camping in Skipton, that's for sure. A few people have been in touch with me and asked, well, why can't I go and visit my dad in England? Especially after the announcement this week from the British government that American visitors can now come over. Well, the short answer is, I can. That's never been the issue. As a British citizen, I can go to England and quarantine if necessary and see my dad. The issue is, I then can't get back into the USA because in a really weird loophole... Holders of legitimate work visas, much like regular tourists, aren't allowed to enter the US from the UK, Europe, Brazil, India, and I think a couple of other countries. You can only enter from those places if you're a permanent resident, so a green card holder or a citizen. Now, I know a whole bunch of people, some personally, some through this podcast, who've lived in America for literally decades. They own homes, they own businesses, they've got children at school here, they legitimately work here, but they aren't official permanent residents. So like me, they can't leave if they then want to get back in anytime soon. In other news, I could fly back into the USA if I was coming from Australia. Australia is currently not on any travel ban list for pretty much any country, but of course, that's because Australia is basically closed. So I can't get in, I can't see my mum, and I don't know when that situation's going to change. Strange old times, eh? We march on. It stayed fairly cool, well, for Arizona anyway, in the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's still boiling, but the monsoons have brought cloudy skies and lower temperatures, which everyone is very excited about. In fact, the first time in recorded history last week had three days of less than 85 degrees. That's about 29 in new money. And in July as well. I mean, that's unheard of. I did laugh at a tweet of a friend of mine, born and brought up in Phoenix, who posted a picture of his local park where he'd taken his young family. The caption was, July, but overcast and rainy. Bliss. (laughs) I just think about the number of tweets I've seen from Manchester over the years where people have tweeted, July, but overcast and rainy. Ridiculous. (laughs) There was a visit from the former president last week to my neck of the woods, which, as you can imagine, caused a huge media frenzy. Most of us, of course, just went shopping and had our dinner. But there was much excitement amongst his still substantial support network and much fury and dismay amongst his detractors. The few bits of TV coverage I did see were basically members of his audience lining up outside, shouting at reporters to take their masks off and proclaiming they will never get vaccinated. They do realise their leader himself has had the vaccine, right? They never seem to mention this. And the bits I saw from inside on stage, well... I think all the former presidents' rallies now are almost like a greatest hits tour. You know, when you go and see the Rolling Stones, you know they're going to play Satisfaction, Brown Sugar, Gimme Shelter. They're not going to play a B-side from 1967. They're certainly not going to play any new music. But look, that's great. You get to hear what you want to hear. You leave satisfied. You've heard exactly what you wanted. And you know what? These rallies seem to be the same thing. Go to any of them, and those same subjects seem to be swirling around that they have done for the last nine months. The big steal, the big lie, I didn't lose, he didn't win, those Dems are trying to take away your freedom. Oh, and give me lots of money, please. Oh, maybe I should design a bingo card. There's a strange phenomenon happening in the US right now, which particularly affects states like Arizona, states that are hot and have a lot of swimming pools. Because there's a shortage of chlorine. Now, there are two reasons for this. One is that during the pandemic in 2020, people, I guess, couldn't go away on holiday. And there were actually more than 20% more pools built than in 2019. A huge increase. And there was a rise in the number of hot tubs by more than 400%. So many more pools than anticipated are now around. So that's one reason for the shortage. The second is that the single largest supplier of chlorine for pools in the USA, in Louisiana, suffered a massive chemical fire after Hurricane Laura ripped through there last year. And it's not going to be up and running for production until the summer of 2022. What does this mean? Well, so far we've seen the big tubs of chlorine tablets that we have to buy for our pool go up by about $35 or about 30%, a really big increase. But we're lucky in that we only have a small pool and so a tub lasts us quite a long time. What's also happening though is a lot of public and community pools run by local authorities and the like having to close as they use so much of the stuff they simply can't afford the price increase. Last week, I popped to my local DIY store just as they were unloading a huge pallet of the stuff. I noticed because I saw the price had gone up again. When I went back the next day, however, they were all gone. Every single last tub. It's loo roll all over again, isn't it? I'll see you in the desert. (laughs)